You're listening to the Redeemer London podcast. For more information, visit our website at redeemerlondon.org. I'm reading from Philippians 4 to 9. I plead with Yodia and I plead with Sintiki to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. Fantastic. I just want to say a really warm welcome myself. It's great having you here, particularly if you are here for the baptisms. We love baptisms. I believe this morning is going to be a really exciting time. I've got the privilege of just speaking to you from this passage, and then we're going to be hearing from everyone who's getting baptised, seven people getting baptised this morning, which will be brilliant. So this book, Philippians, Paul has been in prison. He's been there for 10 years. Before that, he'd actually started the church. It was his first church in Europe. He loved the church. In fact, the church is very close to him. They've sent him a gift of money. They are his faithful friends. Although Paul is in prison, there's one thing that keeps coming forward in this letter, and it's the word encouragement. There's a sense of joy. There's a sense of hope. Maybe you were a guest this morning. You think, golly, why are people so joyful? It feels like COVID is sort of resurgent, actually, His joy was not in his circumstances, but in his God. And so he writes this letter. And and basically the first half of the letter, we're into chapter four. There are only four chapters. But the first half, he's, he's declaring who God is. But then he says, well, actually, if that is who God is, if that's the theology we believe, the second half is about how we behave. You see, Christianity is not just a set of beliefs. It may be you're looking in this morning and you think, oh, well, I, I'm coming to support a friend. Well, actually, I guess if they're a Christian, they're going to believe that Jesus was God. They're going to believe that he, he died, that he rose again. They're going to believe that Jesus walked on this earth, healed people. They're going to believe that one day they'll see him again. But actually, the reason they're getting baptized is not just because it's some belief, but they're saying, this is going to shape my behavior Why on earth would you want to get into a really, really cold pool? (laughs) They can't back out now. Because actually they're saying, what I believe affects the way I behave. 
What I love about the Bible is it's much more honest than I am. If I was writing about Redeemer Church, I probably wouldn't admit all the faults to you. I'd just try and tell you all the best things. What I love about this letter that we've got here that's recorded in the Bible is that Paul is writing and um, these two people have fallen out. One book thought it was the uh, Philippian jailer and his wife. Uh, if you read in Acts 16, when Paul was there, I told you that he planted the church, that actually these people had got saved and it was a momentous occasion. And they think, but actually most people think it was just two ladies in the church that had fallen out. Wherever there's people, there's potential for conflict. Wherever there's people, there's potential for conflict. But what I love about the Bible is this. We're not meant to be the heroes. God is. And I think sometimes the danger is that we then think, oh, well, if I'm a Christian, I'm going to be perfect. But actually, they're writing here in these two people. He's, he's basically saying, in fact, he, he doesn't just write to the two ladies that we believe this is. He writes to the whole community. Paul was so concerned about the people in the church. It, it, you might have missed it, but he was 800 miles away. There was no such thing as text or social media. He could not phone. Somebody would have walked 800 miles to get the letter to him and then would have to do the same back. Sorry, to get the report to him and would have to take it back. This is a long thing. But he was really committed. Let's resolve this. I would say, hey, if you're part of the church... If you are not part of the solution, when you talk about somebody in the church, it's gossip. If you're not part of the solution, it's gossip. But maybe you are meant to be part of the solution and help find an answer. You see, we're not supposed to just sit back and criticise other people in the church. We're meant to be those that say, actually, we've got to be different. How could we be different? What could we do differently? I guess what you get from this letter is there's a sense of need. And Paul is writing to these people. As a society, we've made so many advances. I, look, I, I had no choice, but I love being a human being. The reality is that more people have moved out of poverty in the last decade. 180 million more women in global education now than 25 years ago. So in many respects, you could say, society's doing well. But will we recognise our need like these people did? I read just this week, there are 40 wars going on around the world today. And a war in that definition means there's been over 100 casualties. So there's 40 wars happening today with more than 100. There's 80,000 children in care in this country. There's been 103 homicides in London this year. And the fact that I'm about to share, which will probably hurt most of you more, is there's been 157,759 parking fines in Ealing. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because we feel the pain when it's close to home. <laughs> the reality is, if we're totally honest, we've got to admit, things aren't right. How do we respond to things when they go wrong? 
A cartoon that my wife and I really like is Calvin and Hobbes. Some of you may remember this. In fact, I named my son after Calvin, Joshua Calvin. I think people worry too much about little things, says the little boy to his stuffed tiger. All they do is make themselves unhappy that way. Why get an ulcer over things that don't really matter? The stuffed toy says to him, like the book report you're supposed to be writing now on the book you haven't read? Exactly. This young lad thinks, hey, why worry about life? Let's just bury our head in the sand. Let's pretend it's not there. Now, so some of you, you might think, golly, there's so many problems out there. There's so many problems in life in my own heart. Shall I just bury my head? Or the other extreme, I guess you could say, is this picture. And this is, some of you will know history, this was the Prime Minister of England in 1938. He came back from Germany waving a letter saying, peace in our time. Only for the Second World War to start the following year. A false peace. I want to suggest this morning, uh, just one thing I'm going to talk about, is Paul is writing to the church and say, I encourage you to pursue peace. Pursue peace. And actually, you would have picked up uh, Simona when she read that. It's twice in this passage. But even before we get to this passage, we read in Philippians 1 verse 2 that peace comes from God. Paul starts the letter, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace is what we don't deserve. What's peace? Peace is more than the sort of Aussie saying of no worries. Peace is more than God's alternative to anxiety. It's a wholeness and a well-being. These people that are getting baptised would say they know peace from God. Whether there's been anxiety outside or inside. The Bible says that actually our sin, sin would be anything you say, think, do that's wrong. In fact, even when you know the good that you should do and you don't do it, the Bible would use a sin to cover that word. It separates us from God. We are unable to sort ourselves out. And Paul, when he was writing another letter to the church in Rome, says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And throughout this letter, we've seen that Paul has said, which is true of these seven that are getting baptised, Jesus is the most important. Jesus has got to be the number one. He says in chapter 1, verse 21, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. He says in chapter 3, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. We're going to hear the stories, and I hope I've not heard them all yet. But there's a sense of actually, I felt distant from God. But God offers me peace. And if you're here today and you say, I believe, you think, yeah, yeah, actually God reached out and gave us peace. And if you're our guest, we love having you with us. You may be on a journey. Think, I, I don't think I know that yet. Listen to the stories. But then he goes on. So it's not only peace from God, but it's the peace of God. We see this 
In Philippians 4 verse 7, it says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Wow. Living in London, surely we need this peace. Before the pandemic, one in four residents of London, just look either side, because if it's not you, it's somebody next to you, will suffer from mental health. One in four. Worry robs today of its strength. That's what's happening. And yet what he's saying is, I want you to know the peace of God inside of you. The opposite of anxiety is peace. It's not a lack of concern. Sometimes I think we almost try and think, oh, well, I'll just get peaceful about it because I'm not concerned. I'm not going to think about it. No, there's a difference between those two things. And what he's saying here is, I want you to know this peace. He says, if you pray, you don't need to be anxious about anything. Just pray about everything. How often do we worry? I'll be honest, I've done it this morning. I was here at quarter past eight and I still wasn't sure I was going to get enough water into the pool. Why worry? When do we just say, come on, we pray? We know elsewhere that Paul writes to them and says, actually, if you are filled with God, the Bible describes God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and lives in those that follow Jesus Christ. Then the fruit of your life, according to Galatians, is love, joy, peace. Wow. This has always been God's intention for us to know peace. It's funny, we can so often squirrel around and think, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I've got to do, I've got to faster and faster. In Isaiah, Isaiah was in the Old Testament. This was a man that spoke from God to his people and says, you will keep in perfect peace. This is regarding God. Those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. How often do we live in regret, bitterness, not forgiving, anger? How often do we not forgive someone else and then discover that we really are the prisoner in our own jail because we were angry with them? They've moved on, but we've never forgiven them. We can't look them in the eye without feeling bad towards them. Jesus says, I want to come and give you real peace. Peace that's inside, peace that changes. Again, we're going to hear seven stories this morning. And what these people are going to say is, well, not only did I not know peace with God, I didn't actually know peace in myself. If I'm really honest, when I put my head on the pillow, there were, there were some dark thoughts. He describes here as this peace that transcends understanding. It surpasses knowledge. It surpasses all human... Some, somebody that I was reading this week that had been doing some study on it, think about the most organised, the most planned you could be, and you suddenly think, golly, I've, I've got life sussed. It's a peace greater than that. What does he say? A peace will guard your heart. I told you that this was the first church that Paul had planted, which was outside of uh, Israel. It was in Europe. In fact, it was well known as being an, a place of ex-soldiers. 
Philippi, there was many, many that had served in the army and they literally went and chose to live there. And so Paul is almost saying, hey, you know what it's like to guard? You know what it's like to stand there on duty? You know what it's like to protect? Well, that's what God does to your heart with peace. The good news of Jesus will be a guard on your heart. Jesus even said, I haven't got this verse up there, but it's in John. I've told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So what we're discovering from Paul is this encouragement. is, hey, there is a God of peace that actually reached out to you. In fact, there's peace in your own heart. But then he ends this passage, and we could have looked at many things. I just felt this was the word I should bring this morning with this in Philippians 4 verse 9. And the God of peace will be with you. See, this seems to take it to a whole nother level. So what it's really saying, hey, wherever you go, I just like to do this because then I know they can't see me on the camera. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But wherever you go, they can hear the voice, but they can't see the picture. Wherever you are, God is with you. Because the God of peace goes with you. Wow. The God of peace goes with us. This is not the power of positive thinking. This is the God of peace. Somebody said, peace is the smile of God reflected in the soul of a believer. The smile of God reflected in the soul of the believer. Paul wrote this when he wrote to the Romans again. He says, the God of peace will be with you. Therefore, that means we should be those that carry peace around with us. I hope, and if this is not the case, grasp them up afterwards. I hope if you know one of those getting baptised, you can say, I've seen a change in them. They, they, they know God, and it's made them different. You see, I think as Christians, we should be different. There are 5,630 asylum seekers in London. We should be offering them peace as Christians. There are 2,000 domestic abuse offences in Ealing every year. We should be offering them peace. The divorce rate is 42% in this country at the moment. We should be offering peace. 305 people a day are declared insolvent or bankrupt. The church should be a place where we bring peace wherever we go. My mother-in-law is up for half term. I've not got away. She's come to visit us, which is great. Took us out for dinner last night. As I go to kiss my wife, just as we're heading out the door, she goes, oh, that smells nice. Yeah, I'd splashed on the aftershave. I thought if somebody else is paying for the meal, why not go the whole hog? (laughs) The honest truth is, if we know the peace of God, that should be the fragrance where we go. There should be this, oh, there's just something slightly different about you. Which is, I guess, why Paul is then challenging these two ladies in the church. Charlie Chaplin... Charlie Chapman was a Hanwell-educated comic genius, many would say. He said this, I'm at peace with God, my conflict is with man. Possibly with women as well, actually, he married four times. (laughs) 
It's difficult though, isn't it? Because I think when there's people, there's the potential for conflict. I discovered this week, some of you may well know about this, the cancel culture. If you don't like someone, just mute them on your Instagram. You know, if, if you really don't like them, just unfollow them. If they said something that's a little bit radical, a little bit out there, we just have a cancel culture. I do not like you. And yet, what Paul is saying is, we should be able to bring peace into whatever situation we are there. He wrote to the church in Ephesus, for he himself, this is Jesus, is our peace. He's made the two groups one and destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. It's why Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount, which was his manifesto to us as his disciples, said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be children of God. I'm just going to finish with, with this. Do you know peace from God? Do you know the peace of God in your life? And do you know peace of God going with you in your every day? The monk, Thomas Merton, he was born in France, died in Thailand. He says, we are not at peace with others because we are not at peace with ourselves. And we are not at peace with ourselves because we're not at peace with God. I encourage you, grab a story of hope. Because that is another 11 people, I think, from the church that would say, this is my story of how I discovered peace. It may well be somebody knocks at your door throughout the week and you can just bless them and say, I want you to know these stories of hope. Billy Graham. Billy Graham, who's probably well known around the world, died very recently, of telling people about Jesus, said, Christ alone can bring lasting peace, peace with God, peace among men and nations, and peace within our hearts. That is what is on offer today. Will you bury your head in the stand? Will you take false peace? Or do you want to pursue true peace in God? Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you so much that you offer us grace and peace. We were stirred this morning with this prodigal father. He was stood there watching night after night, day after day. And when the son returned, runs with peace. Not with anger. Not with what have you done? Where's my money? Where have you been? But ran hugged the sun, loved the sun, said, welcome home. We thank you, you're the God who cuts off the chain, the weight around us, and instead wants to bring peace to us. I pray we, we know peace with you. I pray we know peace in ourselves. I pray that we are spreaders of your peace. For your glory. Amen.